everybody. Welcome to episode two of Psych with Dr. DK. I am so excited to be here with you guys tonight. Um, I don't really think I know any other word but excited. I do, but that's you. That's the, my go-to to say. So um, I'm really glad that you're here. I'm really glad that you're listening, and I am just uh, thrilled to be able to share with you guys more things about psychology. So let's go ahead and dig in. Tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about the difference between cognitive psychology and clinical psychology. So let's just go ahead and, and go. I do this every time I like sit in my chair. I'm ready. Um, <laughs> I start adjusting to make sure that I'm ready to talk psychology. So first, when we are going into the understanding that psychology is broad, we are, I think, more willing to listen to what has to be shared. When we think that psychology is just a couple books or a couple degrees, it could really hinder us from understanding the whole whole part of psychology. So there's, yes, there's a lot of education that's out there. The yes, there are degrees that you can get to know a lot of things about psychology. But until you start to dig in and really dig in to understand, um, psychology is very broad in its abilities to for, for us to go into that education, but also within the field itself, it's very broad. So when we're looking at cognitive psychology, a lot of people can confuse that with clinical psychology because first off, they start with C's, but you can be a clinical uh, psychologist and you can be a cognitive psychologist. So what's the difference? Cognitive psychology is going to focus on, it's, it's t- technically what it is, is the scientific study of the mind, as in how information is processed, while clinical psychology is a specialty that focuses on mental health and, and mental disorders. So when you have these two different backgrounds within clin- clinical psychology and um, cognitive psychology, you have to kind of put them together to understand that some of the information does overlap. So within general psychology, clinical psychology can fall into that broadness as well because it's very general information it's not digging into a lot of different stuff some programs you might have four classes that the the cognitive psychology focuses on and then you need to go get a master's or a phd or um, some other degree or certificate to really dig in further into what cognitive psychology is and what it can do now when you're looking at the different mental behaviors and psychological functions within the human brain, you also notice that it's not just a study. Psychology is not just a study when it comes to clinical psychology. Clinical psychology is actually going to be where the mental health aspect takes place and or the assessments of mental disorders and mental illnesses. This is your your therapists who are coming in who have a, a good understanding of what kind of mental disabilities or disorders are out there um, and what treatments are the best, not just medication, but um, counseling sessions, what they need to do to treat someone within that. So um, personally, I've seen a lot of different um just a lot of different overlapping within psychology. Like you could really go either way within psychology, but you need to be very careful when you start to get the education. Because what tends to happen is we start to understand what psychology is and how it works. um, And then we start to apply psychology and how it works 
And um, it can be really great, but it could also be really devastating when we start to either psychoanalyze anybody um, or their behavior or say, hey, you might have this mental disorder or mental disability or um, you need to go get this medication. And that could be very off-putting, but also very dangerous for someone who is suffering from mental disorder or mental health issues. So we'll talk about that a little bit later, but I wanted to kind of just dig into kind of the different areas that you can go into when it comes to cognitive psychology and clinical psychology. So with cognitive psychology, you can be a psychologist. Um, You can be a researcher. You could be a professor. You could teach just everything about uh, psychology, which is amazing. But when you are in the clinical side, clinical psychology, you can still do research, but it's really going to be based on um, more of the assessment. It's going to be based on more of the research that that does a lot of not experiment, yeah, experiments. It would be experiments of putting people in a room, seeing how they react, seeing um, kind of what what works for that individual when they're looking at the assessment of their mental health. Now, you can get into research with clinical psychology as well. A lot of people do. Um, some of them teach. Some of them don't teach. Some of them are in, in labs. Some of them are actually in the field being counselors. And it's interesting of how many of these different areas you can go into psychology where you can get into some sort of field within psychology. Not sure if I'm making sense, but we'll re- we will rewatch this later to see. Um, but when we're focusing on strictly focusing on cognitive psychology, we're focusing on how people retain information. This could go into how people's minds process um, perception, intention, how they learn language or understand language or how they um, someone's speaking to them, how they're processing that in the mo- in the moment, how their memory works, um, what they're thinking, uh, how they think, Maybe there is a perception of they they think maybe they're not being aggressive, but when other people are watching, they're like, man, you're really aggressive. So it's things, how do you think, how do you, you, you process things? Um, maybe people are slow to think or they take a while to process that information. Um, but also within cognitive psychology, we have the consciousness. What do we, what do we think and how do we do what we do and why do we do what we do throughout the day? Within clinical psychology, we do focus more on the therapy side, the assessments, seeing, you know, maybe someone comes in and they have anxiety or they have depression and they're being walked through an assessment to understand not only what medications might be the best, but also what therapy tools do they need. Someone with anxiety might be walked walked through um, how to work through their anxiety when it's happening, you know let's go on a walk. How do you talk to yourself? Is it, you know, what are some of the triggers? Have you noticed any of the triggers? Is it from food? Is it from how you speak to yourself? Stress. These are assessments that are being done. Um, Sometimes the assessments are more rigorous in the sense of putting that stress on, on the individual to see how they respond or maybe to see what the triggers are. Um, and, and it's interesting to me because there's a lot of training and, and supervision that goes into clinical psychology. Um, just so anyone who's watching might want to know if they're looking at that route, uh, there's 3000 hours that you have to finish of supervision, uh, through counseling and watching and being watched because it's a very serious thing to, to take on as a therapist, to be that person walking someone else 
through trauma. So it's interesting to me um, how broad psychology is. I, I know I said that a lot last week, but to me, the reason it's so interesting is because we I think have a hard time understanding the human mind. We have a hard time understanding each other. Communication, um, people say communication is the, the top thing that's missing in most relationships. That's why they fail. But I think a lot of the times we fail to understand, I wouldn't say fail, but we often um, have a hard time understanding ourselves. And that starts with the mind. Why do we think the way that we do? Sometimes how do I think the way that I do when I'm having anxiety or I'm having um, depression sometimes I'm like why am I feeling the way that I am and it's it's a process of finding out what's going on in my mind and maybe what's been going on over a long period of time Um, one of the things that I want to caution anyone who's studying psychology is please do not psychoanalyze anybody or any situation that is honestly the number one thing students struggle with is wanting to diagnose someone. Maybe maybe it's not a desire to diagnose, but you start to read, you start to learn, you start to understand, and all of a sudden you realize, oh, that person might have this mental disorder, that person might, might have this mental illness, I might have all of these things. And, and where this is very dangerous is that we start to put labels on people um, and we start to put categories on them and say these are the things that you have, but we're not able or capable to work through the trauma of an individual sometimes because behind a mental illness or a mental disorder, there also could be a lot of trauma. When these clinical psychologists and counselors work through a client's background and their their disorders and their illnesses they take it very slow so it's really important to know that yeah you might have an idea of someone having maybe they have ADHD or maybe they have autism or maybe you've noticed that um, they have a lot of anxiety or um, just kind of a a slow processor maybe you notice this thing these things and you're like oh I wonder if they have this and for me, I've had this happen. So I'm going to speak from experience, having someone come up and say, you have these things. It is very hurtful and it's very annoying because you are coming at someone, maybe it's a stranger, maybe it's a friend, but maybe at that moment, they're not able to deal with what they're going through. Um, and I remember in high school and I'll, I'll do just give us a little small story. Um, I remember in high school, someone saying like, hey, you have dyslexia and, you know, you're just not going to pass this class. It didn't help put that stress on me to be like, well, because of your disorder or your mental inability to comprehend information because it keeps flipping it around, you're just going to fail. And that to me was hurtful because there was no solution that was coming from that. And that drove me crazy because it instead of being like, hey, I've noticed you have a hard time with this information. Um, Let's sit down and let's work through how you're learning. Maybe you learn like this, this, or this. That is what helps somebody. But if you're not trained in the tools, you know how to identify it, but you don't know how to help that individual through something, you shouldn't call it out. It's not a benefit to them. Just kind of let it be. Um, unless you're in that field and you know how to recognize what's going on and how to help them. So 
you know, anyone who studies psychology, you are going to get stuck in this psychoanalyzing of the person and the situation. Just don't, just don't do it. That's, that's my advice for that. But it's really important to understand that there is a difference between understanding psychology and knowing what to do with psychology and knowing what to do with helping people through things. And when we can't understand the difference between those two, we're going to struggle and we might mislead someone. Um, and, and we want to make sure that not just that we don't just have the education, but we have the skills and the training and the time behind it to really help that individual through properly. So that actually brings me to my last point. Um, it's super important that if you are looking at kind of, maybe you're wanting to go to therapy, maybe you have been dealing with just some past issues or past hurts, or maybe you're currently dealing with a lot of anxiety. Um, it's really important that you seek mental health and not for the benefit of just being like, here's my stuff. I'm dumping it on you every single week and I'm going to go on with my life. Like if you really want to work through these things, going to a therapist to have an, an unbiased opinion and just someone who can help you sort through these things is such a blessing and a gift to you. Now, I do want to caution you to make sure you're finding the right person because what we want to make sure is that we're finding a therapist therapist that we can connect with um, that's maybe someone who can take it at the pace the, of the conversation at the pace that you're willing and wanting to go in. Um, one of the things that that I've always been told is when you start to unpack how you feel, it's like an onion and you start to if you, you know if you're cutting the onion nicely with a knife, you're gonna get nice slices if you're you know, being consistent with your cuts. But if you were to go to an onion and just start ripping off the layers, you're going to have a lot of different layers uh, shredded and it's not going to be connected and it's going to be a mess and you're going to be crying because the onion juice is in your eyes and it's on your hands. It's all over the counter. And then you just don't have like you just have a ripped up onion versus a nicely cut onion that you've taken the time to chip away at a little bit. When you're choosing a therapist, you need to make sure that you are choosing one who goes at the speed of what you're needing to deal with the issues on. But also, they should be providing you tools on how to unpack that. Um, if you've been through a lot of trauma, have they worked with trauma-informed in, individuals? Are, are they understanding what trauma-informed means? Um, I remember going into a counselor for a little while and the hardest part was whenever I would tell her my story, she would break down crying and I was comforting her. And that to me was not beneficial because then I was holding back what I wanted to share um, because I, was I wasn't afraid that it was going to hurt her, but I was more afraid of how she would respond. I didn't feel like she had the ability to put her her emotions onto the side to let me deal with mine. Um, so finding someone who is like, hey, you know, I've dealt with with individuals who have had trauma and grown up in trauma. I know how to help with those tools is super important for you. Making sure that it's the right timing. Um, it's the right person. Someone who, if you need someone who's flexible with your time, make sure that you find someone who can do that. And then and if you want to go at your own pace, if you want to go fast and just start digging in, then find someone who's willing to do that. But you might get told, like, slow down. Like, let's not just hash everything out in your life in an hour. Like, let's take the time to break this down. It is really important to make sure that the person that you are seeing is someone who can advocate for you 
in that session. Um, and I know for myself, finding the right person to even just, if you're just having a lot of anxiety because of work or because of school, that you're able to say, hey, I'm just here because I'm not processing how to have a 40-hour work week with work and then a 20, 25 hour work week with school. And I feel like I'm just always on edge. Can you help me? They, these are, these therapists are able to do that. And, and they're not always going to jump into your past uh, trauma if you don't want to go there. So make sure again, just a plug, make sure you're finding the right therapist, make sure they're there. Um, if you're looking for trauma, uh, tools to deal with the, the issues that you've had in the past, make sure that they're trauma informed, make sure it's the right timing for you, the right person, and that they're going at your pace. Um, and that'll actually help you kind of look around for a new therapist. And it, there's no shame in seeing one therapist for a couple weeks, realizing it doesn't work and trying somebody else. Um, it's about your mental health and your mental healing as well. So Again, so let's just point out a couple of things. Um, cognitive psychology is the scientific study of the mind and how the information processes. Clinical psychology is a specialty. It focuses on uh, mental health and mental disorders and how to assess and work through some of those things. So really excited that you guys got to be here tonight. Thank you so much for joining me. I will be here again next Monday at 6 p.m. And I will see you guys then. Have a great day. 